See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. All right. We're ready. We're rolling. And action. This is Slow Robot Go Go. Show number 125. That's, wow. a, that's a CC of a mini bike. Is it really? I didn't know uh, that. It used to be. That was a famous. Now they, that is everything else. It's bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. They used to get like 50, um... 75, 90, and then 125 was like when you graduated to like big boy motorcycles, nice. and then 150s and 275s, nice. and now they start at like 5,000 cc. That's not true at all. Anyway, my name's Mal. With me, as always, Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown. This is Slow Robot A Go Go, the podcast dedicated to forgotten and misbegotten B B through Z grade movies from yesteryear. With a lot of Z grade movies. A lot of Z grade <laughs> movies. Ah, so here's the shtick. Find us online. If you find us online at iTunes or Stitcher, rate us and review us. It'll those three seconds would mean so much to us. And if you're just l- trolling around, like I wonder where they are, go to bunchofdorks.com. That's where you're gonna find three. Count them three buttons of awesomeness. First button, slow robot a go go movies. Middle button, bang, two dimension podcast. There's no direction, but it's about comic books. And then the bottom one, Shazam, movies and talking. That's bunch of dorks. That's been around for 189 million freaking years. Dinosaurs were listening to that on their eye rocks. Nice. That's like a Fred Flintstone joke there. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, and then if you're sitting around on Sunday night going, man, I don't want to go to work tomorrow, and then you go, what would cure my blues? If it's 10 p.m., well, then go to Radio St. Pete, because there you're going to find Mal talking on a show called The Indie Circuit, where I play all kinds of crazy, cool music and talk a little bit. That's my deal. That's Sli- my shit. Slice radio, too. And Slice Radio, yeah, Slice everything. Radio. There's everywhere. I'm everywhere. We're everywhere. I'm, we're omnipresent. We're ubiquitous. See, that thing too. I don't even know what that big word is, but it sounds important. Thanks. What you, now? What are you doing? What, what's your shtick, man? I'm doing man? Two Dimension, the nice. podcast with no freaking direction whatsoever. We if could you be holding, talking about comics and then talk about dragsters at the end. So if you're like those. holding, if you're holding a compass, it's just gonna spin around like an insane it's thing. Gonna it's gonna be like spin around like a freaking top. Oh, I wish I had one of those whistles. Like, yeah, it would just fly away. Yeah, we could be talking about comics, and the next thing you know, we're talking about like, boom, dead hookers and trunks. It's all over the place. Well, we've done that before. <laughs> okay, good. We've talked about it. That is not having had dead hookers and trunks. What else have you had going on? Destination Nightmare. More comic book. More comic book scans and more fun. More fun than a barrel of monkeys. Damn it! Wow, that's a lot of fun. Yes. Enough of that. What about this? What have you watched this week, man? I have a pretty interesting week. Well, uh, I was I was gonna I was gonna use ooh, the movie, God, but I then I but <laughs> I was gonna use the movie to this. I watch this, but I think that movie that I watched yesterday is gonna be <laughs> next week's show. So it is you nothing. Already, you already penciled it in. Nothing. So. All right. Well, then on to my in, my list is very interesting and um whatever. Okay. Well, here we go. Um, uh, I watched the the first one I watched was the mini skirt mob. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah! Netflix, right? That wasn't such a good movie. Uh, it was, it's been in my queue since day one. I think that was one of the first movies I put on. In, since yeah, you gotta watch it before it goes. And I and I watched it, and I was like, I don't know. Is it, it biker? Yeah, it's like biker, and 
It's like a revenge plot, kind of. It's really annoying. It was it was more annoying than fun. Does it have mini skirts? Eh, somewhat. I don't know how to describe it. Um, it did have um, not Jan- John Agar. <sighs> John Ashley. No, it was one of those. Guys, it was one of those B movie like tough guy actors. I can't remember the damn name of it, and it's driving me crazy because yeah, we'll he was in. Um, okay, moving on. Paul Lind. No. Uh, so it was okay, but whatever. Then I watched uh, Machete. I had I got that on on uh, disc. Now I've seen this before. Um, the this was of course Danny Trejo, uh, uh, Robert Rodriguez. I like this movie a lot. And I don't know why. It's just it's the same to me as like the Expendables. It's the same where it's like this hyper action, hyper stylistic. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason. It's just insanity, you know. And it works with nothing but stereotypes. And uh very fun. Just a fun, stupid movie. And I was like, Oh, I love this movie. And um so then I watched that. Then I watched uh, Apocalypse How, which was a documentary film uh streaming on Netflix where talks about um, various scenarios of how we're going to die. Eh, nothing you wouldn't think up on your own. Then I watched the follow-up to Machete, which was Machete Kills. Um, more of the same, more and more and more over the top. You know, this one has a lot more cameos. Um, it prompted me to start writing a paper. So I'm in the middle of formulating um, a, a, like like a, an article, a paper or something. I don't know where I'm going to put it either. It's going to be on our site. You can put it on Destination Nightmare. I, I might, because I'm actually really putting a lot of effort into it. Like, writing... I'm, I'm writing it uh, basically uh, talking about how this... And, and like, The Expendables. I just said it, basically. Uh, how they are, like... They're born of the 80s action movies. But they go to this hyper-realistic, hyper-action... Oh, steroids. Ster- like, it's, it's a level that you can't even comprehend. And for people that enjoy them, it doesn't even matter. It's like... Pr- it, I think they make movies these days for video game people yeah. that are so hyped up with the games that they got to like do the quick editing and all. They can't, there's no, there's no slow pace anymore. So everything's got to be boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. And everybody's like all wired and they got their like, uh, whatchamacallit, their energy drink and yeah. it's all and so it's, good. It's kind of, the, one of the funniest things that I, I, I talk about extensively is that although it's based in reality, it, it goes into fantasy and exploitation so quickly and so seamlessly that you don't even like it doesn't even phase the watcher like i was watching this one part and right in the beginning of machete kills the second one they have him strung up by a noose they kick it out he's hanging there hanging from his neck and he's not dying and he's just watching and he's, his eyes are just following the guy then the president calls this guy and says cut him down and they cut him down and he's alive like and you know it's not reality it's just is one of those things where bullets don't kill him. Nothing kills this guy, you know. And you just it doesn't even like matter. And I started thinking about the Expendables, how they're kind of the same. They show people getting shot. They show things getting burned up, and it's just like whatever. It's the uh, A team factor. It, it, it is, but it's it's an interesting uh, whole new genre is what I'm pitching. But uh, it, fun stuff. I I mean I'm not complaining about them. They I enjoy them because I was a fan of action movies in the 80s. So to me they're just like whatever, you know. And they they actually have Machete Kills again in space. And the next one is going to be set in space. And they already set it up at the end of this one. I was like, oh, you got to make that. I, I'm going to watch that. Mm. Then I watched Bur- a documentary again, Birth of the Living Dead. That's on Netflix. That. Yeah, it. That's it's a good, um, 
It's a good documentary. You know, okay. um, very fun, interesting. Right. You know, and I watched a movie called Hollywood Homicide, hmm. which was an old. Oh, who was in this? Damn it! Oh, I think I bought that movie a long time ago. I never watched it. Is um, oh my god! I know is, it's not is, Mel Gibson. It's is Vanessa Angel in it? I think isn't she? It's I think I think that the girl from uh, that was in uh, Kingpins is in it, isn't she? Oh, dude, I think I have that on, movie, me, but I never. I gotta watched look it up because I think I got it for ninety nine cents at like a, at a. Back when VHSs were available at Movie Stop or whatever. Yeah, uh, Harrison Ford. That's why I watched it. Oh, it was, different movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> different movie. <laughs> this one was Hollywood Homicide, 2003. Uh, no, no. And uh, oh, you're talking about? I'm talking about a whole different cheese. Oh, that's movie. right, because Harrison Ford's in it, and that Josh Hartlett is in it, and that, yeah, that, this is a yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, why do I know this guy? He's the star of that Bonraku. Oh, that yeah, I've yeah, been talking yeah, about yeah, over and over. About, He's one yeah. of the drifters. So uh, I watched it. It was funny. Just kind of funny, stupid. Not You know what I mean? Like, you're watching, you're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, he, Harrison Ford's a good actor. Nah, he's a little stoic, but he's all right. But I mean, he's... You can see why he made it out of the Star Wars quagmire and and did other things like I can anyway. I I mean I well do you know I'm what, not you like know a love he, fest. You but know how he got out of the Star Wars quagmire? It's called Indiana Jones. Yeah, and he lucked into that because mm-hmm. he wasn't the first pick or the second or the third. Yeah, well he made it his. He uh he had a lucky break. And then then the last one I just watched it last night. It's a very odd movie. Very 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 odd movie. It's called TV Junkie, mm-hmm. and basically. This movie, this this guy, this kid got a, uh, he was born in 1959, uh, for his 14th birthday he got a video camera. And he proceeded to videotape everything in the world. And um, everything, just videotape, videotape. So he becomes a news anchor. And then he becomes an Inside Edition reporter. Like, he's a very famous, not very famous guy, but he's he's done a lot of stuff. And he always videotaped his diaries, always videotaped his diaries, he video, video, video. So, the producers of this film took 3,000 hours of videotapes and condensed it down to a story. Because what happened to this guy is, he's a drug addict. Mm-hmm. And even though he was very successful, and he has a wife and kids, and he had a beautiful house, he's, he's like cocaine and crack, he started smoking crack, and it, like it's the story arc is he loses everything. He loses his wife. He loses his house. He loses his job, of course. Uh, but then uh, at the end, he, he spoiler alert. Then at the end, he finally gets clean after losing everything. And, and now he's been he's clean and sober for ten years or six years or whatever. But it was one of those things where you can't believe it. Like you can't look away because he's he's just filming himself talking, and he's filming his wife, and he's filming the birth of his kids. And it's just like, he's just falling apart. Mm. You know, in reality, this is a real guy. So it's one of those things where you're watching it, you're like, can't look away, you know. It's almost like watching slides of people that you don't know. <laughs> we did that last week. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 weird. Uh, you know. There so. you go. Wow, am I, I'm becoming a closet voyeur, voyeurism. <laughs> something like that. It's really weird. Well, I guess not closet. I'm telling everyone in the world. No, so not, I'm right. just a voyeuristic kind of guy. You're just a voyeuristic kind of guy. <laughs> it's not a song. I think it is now. Wow. Copyright. Copyright Morbius Enterprises. <laughs> All right. We're going to a trailer break. When we come back, it's going to be our top ten lists of the week. Then it's going to be our movies.
movie movies movie of the week. It's movie, but we both watched two, so I guess it'll probably be. It's gonna morph back and forth between them. I'm sure. We watched two movies. Yeah, don't you remember you said you watched it? You gave me a disc with two of them on, and I watched. I only the, watched one of them. You watched the second one? No, I watched the first one. Oh, okay, so just, we're good. No, you said you liked the other one better. No, because I had seen it before. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yes. Wait, this, this is an off-air conversation, so why would I hit stop? Right? No, oh, it's, it's it's comedy gold. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, here's some trailers. Son, a woman is a lot like um, a refrigerator. They're about six feet tall, three hundred pounds. They make ice and. Wait a minute. Actually, a woman is more like a beer. They smell good. They look good. You'd step over your own mother just to get one. But you can't stop at one. You want to drink another woman. So I says, yeah, if you want that money, come and find it. Because I don't know where it is, you baloney. You make me want a wretch. Make way for Corrado, the Hong Kong cat. He's the king of Kung Fu Karate. He's quick as a cougar. Strong as a lion. Fierce as a tiger. And he preys on man. He's coming to tear you apart. The Hong Kong cat. Rated R. He's wild, man. Now, James Garner pursues the most unusual lineup of suspects ever assembled in the funniest mystery comedy of the year. Catherine Ross, Hal Holbrook, Harry Gardino, Tom Ewell, June Ellison, Peter Lawford, Edmund O'Brien, Arthur O'Connell, and Rutherford. They only kill their masters. From MGM, rated PG, parental guidance suggested. Anyone in town could be the killer. Or maybe it is the dog. Tell me, what is your secret? How do you find yourself in the right position all the time? That, 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 that's a good question. What, what happens is the, 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 the center has, has the ball first, and, and, and a quarterback will say hike. That's when the center puts the, the ball in, into the, the hands of, of the quarterback. So what I'll do is I'll start tackling the quarterback, unless he gives the ball to somebody else, in which case I'll, I'll try to tackle that person. Gentlemen, what brings me to my next point? Don't smoke crack. All right, we're back. So that reminds me, don't smoke crack. I put that in there exactly for that movie I just talked about. So our top ten list. What is our top ten list this week, Doctor Morbius? Top ten from parts unknown. Black and white movies. Black and white movies. I did this list and I, I, I couldn't. I know one movie that's on your list. Uh, yeah, there's probably a bunch, but. It was one of those things where I could have. They, there's so many good black and white movies, like so many. I put you know? I put a bunch of like B black and white. Movies. Yeah, I did some. I, some are B, some are. I know a. one of your movies has to have like a big lizard in it. My allegedly. Yeah. All right, so do your list quick. I know that's on there. Uh, maybe we don't know until you know. You never know. Maybe I, maybe I. I, I got money. Maybe right. I admitted Godzilla. <laughs> I got money on that. Money, money, money! All right, I'm gonna put in a good movie first. Uh, Psycho, mm. very good movie. Very, uh, very shocking for its time. Yeah, it was did. so well shot. Oh my God! Shot, it was shot with the uh, TV crew from the Alfred Hitchcock Hour, so it was what done a, on a low budget. What a beautiful movie! Yeah. It, it, there's so much good. There's so much right about that movie. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it it, it set the template for you know the <laughs> modern horror in a way. You know, the, it's better than modern horror because yeah, it it doesn't have to show you the terror. It lets your mind 
create yeah, it just as much, and that does more than. Yeah, well, I talked about that <laughs> on. Uh, did I, I don't know if I talked about it here, but it might have been on Two Dimension. I was listening to. That's funny you said that. I was listening to um, an interview with the guy from the Stranglers. And he was talking about how the Stranglers were a four-piece. They had a keyboard player, bass, drums, you know, guitar. But now he's going out as a three-piece. But when he plays the songs that you know as the Stranglers, he had to rearrange them a little bit because he has no keyboards. But in my mind, I started hearing the keyboards. So it's it's funny how the you power of suggestion. Do. You just do. It's, 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 it's interesting how that happens. It's cool. It really you know? is. Okay, next one. One of the greatest movies of all time king kong great greatness uh still to this day um the historical impact of that movie is insane yeah it's a it's a biggie it's it's beyond i i I didn't realize it until i learned more because i read up a lot about it even just recently i was reading an article about that about that release and i i I don't think kids or even even people my age really really get it the the impact that that freaking movie had yeah. It, it was it was overwhelming. It impacted you know? me when I was a little kid and saw it. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. But like when it first came out, forget it. Same with all those Frankenstein and all man. that. It freaked people out. They never mm-hmm. seen anything like it in their lives. It ch- changed the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just it did. It really did. Uh, his counterpart, Godzilla, the first one. That's a great movie. I, I've heard that movie is pretty good. Yeah, it's it's it's. You should watch it. <laughs> okay. Here's an interesting movie that I saw as a kid, and it, it, let's talk about suggestion and. Your mind, uh, imagination. It's a movie called The Haunting from 61. It's about these four uh, psychic phenomenon people that go to the haunted house. And basically the house is haunted, but like they're psychological. It, it brings out psychological fears in them. But the movie is all about shadows and darkness and light and suggestions mm-hmm. and very few special effects. But as a kid... It really affected me, and it has. It's interesting when when horror movies or mystery movies or whatever have kind of a melancholy ending. It gives them a different feel to them, you know. Oh, yeah. And so this one is. Uh, I really and these are these are the good ones. Okay, we'll get to the we'll get to the cheese later. <laughs> you know? uh, horror Chamber of Doctor Faustus. I talked about this before. It's called. I was also called Eyes Without a Face. It's the one of the first movies uh, where what you well I wouldn't say it's one of the first movies. Maybe one of the ones that really emphasized. The medical horror, the horror of a real oh. person doing like operations and stuff like that on people that really there's a whole genre makes your skin yeah. crawl. There's a genre out of Japan, right? That like yes, a yes. modern modern super yeah, it's, horror. It's horrible. That's just like what oh, guinea pig or something. I like couldn't. That. I can't watch those. I can't watch that. This was a French know. movie and it was done like real artistically. Yeah. Uh, and it's a very good one. Okay, then we're gonna go to one of my favorite my favorite movies of all time, Mario Bava's classic Black Sunday with Barbara Steele. Yeah. A great, a great, great movie made on a low budget. This is this is what this is how you can make artistic greatness for like nothing. Watch that movie and find out how it's done and see if you can do it. Okay, <laughs> from the Universal group. I got Bride of Frankenstein, my favorite of the Frankenstein movies. I like Abbott and Costello. You said you said Bride, you like Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, it, the first one was like really early, and it was a great movie. But by Bride, they had already incorporated sound. They were running with some there was stuff, humor, huh? yeah. and then there was a lot. Of, there was a lot going on, and it was in, it was one of the first horror movies that didn't take itself seriously in a weird way. You know, there was some subtlety in there that I could see anyway, even as a kid. Uh, of course, uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, you know, classic monster, never topped to this day. They better not try to do a remake of it, because I'll kick their asses if they do. Like uh, who's 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 would you do? Like the director or like? 
Like, who, whose ass would you, like, actually kick if you could? The studio. Like, the, just the whole yeah, studio. Yeah, I'll go to the studio. Yeah, nice. go to Universal and go, like, okay. Line up. <laughs> line up, and you're going to get your asses kicked. <laughs> line up and drop trowel. You're getting your ass no, kicked. No, you have to drop trowel. I'm just going to kick it. <laughs> I don't know. I would go with the drop trowel, because that way it's, like, like cleat on boot, on ass cheek, yeah, you know. But whatever. I don't care. All right. The Wolfman. Another one of my favorites yeah. from that era. You know, just beautiful movie-making, classic monster Oh, uh, let's see here. What do I got here else? Uh, we're going to get to the cheesy ones. Uh, well, before I get to the cheesy one, they, I actually do. These are not consi- these are considered B movies. Hey, before you turn over, talk about black and white. Yeah, yeah we're like, going black and white no, on you your see, video But you camera. see the one is staying up. Like that right now, color. it's just fading right now. Like what happens is the, the, the uh, slow robot uh, uh, studio here is, has a surveillance system with eight cameras. And as it gets dusk, it switches to infrared, so as he's talking about black and white, I'm watching him one by one go click, black and white, click, black and white. Oh, like like it, 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 it converts over, and the only one, there's one left that has a little bit of sunshine yet, and then as soon as that switches over, it'll, it'll fli- it flips to infrared because it sees at night. Uh, it's actually, I, see, really, I see what it's called. Okay. Yeah, you see how it's dialing itself in? It's kind of adjusting itself. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Technology, damn so it. So my favorite black and white movie is my... my Surveillance is, is your surveillance camera. <laughs> no, it isn't. That's the saddest thing in my life. All right, go ahead. Yeah, really sad that you have to have it. Yeah, it is. Okay, we're gonna go to more Euro horror here, and two of them. Two. Uh, I love the gothic movies of the sixties. One is called Castle of the Living Dead. I saw it as a kid with Christopher Lee, and actually Donald Sutherland is in as one of his first roles. In wow, it. he's gotta be young. Yeah, he's like a he's like twenties. And it's basically like a group of a, a group of like of like 18th century uh, uh, what are they called? Not carnies, but they do like uh, they do like carnivals or uh, they do like uh, traveling troop, traveling troop, like go actors, from town to town yeah. and and do little shows for the people. But they vaudeville kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. Yes, exactly. That's it. Exactly. Good. I'm saying. I'm glad you said that. They go to this one town. And they meet up with this one count, and this count is like the sinister Christopher Lee. Count Yorga. Basically. <laughs> and he's figured out a way to, like, for some secret potion to be able to, like, you know, inject you with it and keep you kind of, like, a stuffed. Ugh. And, like, he collects people. It's a weird movie. Oh, man, that's it's, rough. It's a weird movie. But it's not gory. It's just, it's just like, again... You see it as a kid, and it's like, wow, that's a weird concept. Why would anybody want to do that? You know. But anyway, <laughs> other one is Castle of Blood. I've talked about this before. My second favorite uh, Barbara Steele movie. I wrote I wrote a term <laughs> paper about it, and I got an A. Nice. Because it's basically an Edgar Allan Poe story, but it's not. It isn't. It isn't. It's about somebody, a guy who meets Edgar Allan Poe, and Poe bets him they could stay in this castle because supposedly the castle is haunted, and the ghosts reenact their deaths. Great stuff, honestly, and. Finally, I'll just put all my B movies at the end here. Plan, Plan Nine, of course. I love that. Made movie. the list, huh? Plan, Plan Nine. Nine. Yeah, I love that movie. I saw again. I saw it when I was a kid, and it yeah. just like it, it made such an impact. No, on you me. dig it. You know why not? Same thing with Brain That Wouldn't Die. I saw it as a kid. <laughs> made an impact on me. I just, I just like. Okay, here's two of them that are starring William Campbell, who was a, he was a, he was an interesting actor. He was in Star Trek. He was in a lot of television, but he was kind of one of these guys. That kind of could play a leading man, but he looked kind of like sleazy in a way, you know. And he uh-huh, always used to play like kind of act, kind of characters that were kind of like I got gotcha. you. I know old, you're talking about or whatever. But two of my favorites that I saw once again, this is this is like a running theme. Saw them as a kid. Okay, Dementia 13, which is almost like a kind of a, a low budget Corman take on a Psycho. 
and Track of the Vampire, which is an interesting movie that we should watch one day because this movie is actually made from three different movies. Again, Roger Corman. <laughs> you the know, king of all that, man. Uh, but it's like, that's why I like movies that cannibalize other movies because it's like, it's such a fun thing to watch the movie and try to figure out where'd they take this from? Where'd they take that from? So, yeah, that's my list and I'm sticking to it. And your turn. All right. All in black and white. Okay, let me see here. What do you got, man? Hold on. First, I'm try- I I just realized I have to go back and do this. Uh, who is this guy? Because it's driving me crazy. The guy from uh, Miniscript Mob? Jeremy Slate. Ross Hagen. There Whoa. we go. Ross okay. Hagen. That's the oh, guy. Oh, Ross Hagen. Yeah, Ross Hagen. Ross Hagen from The Deadly and the Beautiful. And from, oh, no, no. Uh, the, oh, um. Yes, Ross Hagen is from The Deadly and the Beautiful. He's Mr. Spy. In no, no. Movie. I know him from, uh, oh, crap. Oh, the, 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 the something hackers. The side hackers. Yeah, side hackers. Oh, the great Ross and Hagen. And damn it, what, was, what movie did I watch that also had that... Oh, Ross Hagen's been tons of movies. Man. No, no, no. It was one of the movies I watched had that that guy from the the man with the golden boots. Yeah, that. Oh, the our movie had that. That's who it was. Our the movie we're doing for this week had had that one of the guys. Oh, the was, girl in the gold boots. The girl with the gold yeah, boots. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the guy that's breaking into crime. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> I saw that guy come out. I was like, "You son of a bitch!" I threw something at the screen. Ah, uh, that's funny. Ross All right, Hagen, the great Ross. Hagen. Now, there's going to be a little bit of of uh, as much as I talk about Godzilla. There's one movie that often bumps that from number one in my heart and life. This is. It's not Sex and Fury. No, this is one of my favorite movies ever. Bambi. No, that's in color. The day the Earth stood still. That's a great movie. It's one of my favorites. I don't know why. It's just it's just one that has always. I watch it throughout my life, and it means more and more to me every time I watch it. I don't know why. I love it. Uh, it's an examination of human kind or human humanity, I should say, and uh, and I just love the whole thing that we're watching. And if you get a little bit too cocky, well, you're done. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know, but whatever. And the, and of course, then the next one on my list, the the big G, uh, Godzilla. Yeah. You yeah, know, are I you knew kidding it. me? I knew it. Now those are my one and two of all time. Always, those two are always on my top of my top ten lists. That's uh, good. You know, yeah. I just love them. All right. Then um, to follow up, Godzilla, of course, Seven Samurai. Uh-huh. Um, those are just you know later remade as the Magnificent Seven, right? I think Magnificent Seven is a, is oh, a, yeah, is yeah, a take yeah, on yeah, Seven Yeah, 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 it is. Um, but Seven Samurai is just a, a really great story. Then uh, Key Largo. Now you don't the like bogey. the you don't like the cro- the crime ones, but of, of all the no, crime ones, I like ones? the crime ones. It's a mafioso one. I oh, like oh. I like the Dirty Harry and the crime. Yeah, like ba- a, what Angel Face is. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't mind. I that. like those, yeah. but for some reason, Key Largo. When I watch that, I'm like, I love this movie. I love it's set in the Keys and the the hurricanes coming in and. I just love the movie. It's suspenseful and cool, and I just dig it. Well, I do want to say something. Uh-huh. I, I, just because, uh, just because I I don't care for the mafioso movie. There's no disrespect, if yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, uh, which one of you two uh, I heard doesn't like us so much? I'd be like, get yeah, out of here, yeah, yeah. get out of here, you no Italian disrespect. stereotype. No disrespect. <laughs> All right. After Key Largo, uh, Forbidden Planet. Yeah, uh, that's in color, though. Wait, what? No, it isn't. It is. 
Oh, that's a shame. That's okay. It's a great movie. Uh, the you thing can from have the, it. Is, the thing from another world the is the thing from another world is a okay. black and white movie. Okay, that thank is you. a great movie. Damn it! I, I should have been on my list, but I didn't. Put uh, it on and there. I'm now I feel all stupid for putting Forbidden. I swore Forbidden Planet no, was. It's, uh, it's called, you probably had a black and white TV set when you saw it. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, we were a late adopter. Yeah, like a couple of years ago. <laughs> meaning, meaning we didn't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. Yeah. All right, so strike that. But yeah, thing from another planet. Uh, thing from another movie. world. That's a it's great. Uh, Not that John Carpenter, though. That's a great movie in a different yeah. way. Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. <laughs> that's one of my... Uh, that's a fun movie. Not one of my favorites, but I yeah. I like it a lot. I, I've Kubrick's watched it. a little too much for me. But <laughs> a, little, a little too, uh, a little too much. Psycho, of course. Yes, yes, great uh, Frankenstein. Yes, I put the original Frankenstein just because, you know. Yeah, hey, you know. Um, And I also put Rush, Rushman. Rushman, that's yeah. Japanese, yeah. Um... That's a very that's the one the three stories that kind of yes, tie in all together. the same they're all telling the same story but they're trapped in that hovel or rainstorm and there's you, a samurai you, you think Tarantino watched that movie uh, possibly yeah, yeah. but that's what that's um boy that's the first time I ever not the first time that movie made me really examine like what they were saying I watched it like two or three times in a row because I was like I I wanted to like figure out which one was right but it was in reality they were none of them were right they were all telling their perspective and and it just really like captivated me the first pretty time cool, that happened man. pretty cool and earth versus the flying saucers Ray Harryhausen. yeah love it sci-fi guy i love that i love that. those aliens <laughs> that's so and that guy they're calling up get off my property that that, that surly farmer and those aliens were awesome i loved them you know and that's it that's my list I didn't well, uh, that's your list, and it's a good one. Ah, thank you. Uh, boy. Just remember, watch Forbidden Planet with the color off, and you're all good. Oh, damn it. I feel, Look at that, I, a I feel like a schmuck. Sh- like <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. I know. Well, cool. All right, that's it. We're going to go to a trailer break, and then when we come back, it's our movie du jour. That means of the day. <laughs> oh, I'm, gosh, I'm cultured. That's so f- great. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? His sword had been the swiftest on the field of battle, reaping a bloody harvest for the sake of gold and glory. Nothing could stop his slaughter. Then, quite suddenly, the mighty blade was stilled. The massive muscles relaxed. The kung fu killer instinct cooled. In the name of love. How will such a man react when his baby is ice? His woman put in the slammers. His right fighting arm rarely ripped off by relentless and savage enemies. If you dare, you can see the movie which gives the unbelievably violent answer to this question. Terry Levine presents Forced to Fight. The story of a man driven to ultimate vengeance. Forced to Fight. An Aquarius Films release. Welcome to Central High, where the rich kids really get away with murder. This year, the in crowd has a real problem. There's a new kid named David who doesn't like to be pushed around. He lives by the golden rule, do unto others and make it permanent. Welcome to Central High. You're just in time for a massacre. Massacre at Central High. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parents. All right, forced to fight, man. 
Yeah. Wow. Story they, of my life. <laughs> I was forced to fight for every damn thing I've ever got. Yep, that's right. All right. Well, that's all those pleasantries behind us. What are we What are we talking about tonight? We're talking about a movie. Yeah. A yes. movie that, that we, was as made. As we often do. A movie that was made for a mere pittance, but <laughs> apparently made a lot of money in the driving circuit back in the 60s. It, I, I heard this, it made like $3 million. Whoa. And it was made for nothing. So this my this is by the the the, the great B movie director who's still alive too, Ted Michaels, and it's hmm. the Astro Zombies with the great Tura Satana in it as yes, well. Yes, that is that she is great. The yep. um, although the one that was strapped down in the basement. Oh yeah, there's some <sighs> there's some good girls in there. Anyway. Yes, sir. This one has this is another one that is just like a uh, faster pussycat kill Gil, where the cult status of it. Far exceeds what it really is. Oh gosh, yeah. You know what Rob Zombie's doing, like songs Misfit, about the it. The Misfits did a song. The about Misfits it. did like this has seeped into culture just because of the name. And the monsters look cool, yeah, even mon- though they're only in it for three minutes. They look. Cool. Oh my God, there is there is a yeah. stark lack of monsterness in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of like uh, plot. There's a lot of padding, let's say. And Ooh. I don't mean in Tora's. Uh, Blousey, there's a lot of padding everywhere else. Yeah, Her boobs can't be real. Oh, uh, they look real to me. I don't know, man. Anyway, you know she was Elvis's one of his Elvis's girlfriends, right? One of his Why early girlfriends. She be? Yeah, hell yeah. The um, uh, it's hard to even talk about this movie because it's it's like okay, you know, there's a doctor who John Carradine, John Carradine, who was. Uh, kicked out of the Navy? No, not... He was kicked out of the space program. Space program, I'm sorry. Because he was trying to create some kind of... Uh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein kind of deal where he could control like, him from space Yeah, or he he has chips that you can put into brains that make you control organs. And you're like, okay, well... Uh, so what is, I don't, what is that? Whatever that means, I don't even know. Like, and in, in the you know the well, by controlling organs, we don't mean like playing Lowry organs and doing like Emerson, like and Paul. That would be awesome if you control control an organ. You'd yeah, be like, if you don't like great. a group, you'd just be like, yeah. and you turn it, and the organ would explode, and then you'd twirl your mustache and, and, and throw then, a cape around your face and leave. And that and that his laboratory is the ideal laboratory <laughs> for that certain program. I wish I wish we could get that certain program's laboratory to look like that because that is like the classic creature feature laboratory in this movie you know with the we could probably oh my god is there any is so static cool. shots without people in it I uh, don't think so but or a shot that around. I could get some yeah, people so. out of them I think so yeah I think so yeah I'll see it. I'm gonna look for it because that is like the classic yeah. man what he's alluding to is we're doing a creature feature show yeah. where we're, on Monday I'm meeting with a, a helper a guy that's gonna make put an ass kicking on it make sure it looks pretty good when it goes out, and we're going to yeah. start launching this. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm we, yeah, 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 yeah. The show's exactly. coming out very soon, and there's already a Facebook page for it that I've posted on frequently, and you're on there a couple times. I can't find the page. You got to get on Facebook, man. No, but I mean, you can find pages on Facebook by typing in "creature feature Facebook," but I couldn't find. I'll oh, okay, I'll, I'll find it for you. Yeah, uh, but anyway, um, and that and that's what it is. So, so it's like kind of like the mad scientist, but there's rare, there's hardly any of him in it. Yeah, he's, and he's got a hunchback assistant too. Hunchback, so, uh, yeah, Frank straight, Joe. straight up hunchback. You're straight. like, and he's even doing that, <laughs> like that yes master stuff, and and he sometimes he takes time and explains something very <laughs> rudimentary yeah. to the to the assistant. You know, even though obviously the assistant like, and, and you've got this doctor, one of his like uh, one of his uh, astro zombies that he made has gone like uh, a wall, and he's like going out and killing people. 
So because he used the brain of a of a, of of a, a criminal, kind of like Frankenstein, but kind of like Abby Normal from Young Frankenstein. So the CIA's after him, and then Tour Satana and her henchmen are after him. To get the monster, because they want this, these. They want to control the monsters. They want she's the monsters like, to do their bidding. She's a ruthless mob queen. She's a King dragon King? lady, dude. She, she, oh, she and she, she's rough in this movie. She, just, she, she smacks she, people she's around. She's just like she, yeah. She doesn't take any lips. She just kills she, you right she, off. She pe- she kills people. She slaps around her own henchmen, saying, "If you ever question me again, yeah, you know, you're gonna end up in dead yeah. too." Like and. You're just like, and she, in Faster Pussycat Kill Kill, <laughs> she was very uh, sexy, sexual, yeah, hot. In this movie, she her makeup makes her look like a, she do, like a she mutant. Looks, she looks she kabuki. Looks, she looks weird. She looks kabuki with the white paint. Uh, yeah, yeah. She, she, but that body is like, oh my god. Yeah, well, you know. But you look at her face and you're like, is that like a porcelain doll? Yeah. Like it, yeah. it's a very odd look, and I don't know if they it were. It gives go- it a weird feel. They were yeah. going for that. I think that. I, was... Assuming because she, she's an attractive woman, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, so I think she said, "I want to be a porcelain doll," and they're like, "Whatever, just keep Whatever your boobs works. out." And they yeah, just this movie. They just like... paint her with white white paint. And said, "Okay, here you go, porcelain doll. Make sure your boobs." By are the way, one of the up. producers of this movie is Wayne Rogers, also known as Trapper John from Mash. Nice. <laughs> Oh my God! It <laughs> just keeps getting better. He made a lot of money off this movie, apparently, and then he did Mash like a couple years later, and I think now he's like a stockbroker or something on television. But yeah, though, isn't it Dwayne amazing Rogers, the stuff that people yeah. do after that? Because Joel Hodgkins from the Mystery Science Theater fame is he works at like, um, was he working at an AV store? or something? No, no, he works at a at a at a rocket scientist lab. He does. But he, yeah, he's not. He doesn't have that schooling. But I forget what it is, cause, cause he's like, it was like one of those things where he's working at like Honeywell, you know, or something like oh, that. Okay. Not Honeywell, but you know, I'm just saying like that name because everyone knows what that is. Yeah. And, and and I was like, how do you go from that? Like, I guess you just go to work. You just go, oh. Yeah, you just walk in and go, hi, I'm Joel. Can I get a job here? They go, sure. <laughs> sure can. I'd hire him. Bring your puppets with you too, buddy. <laughs> Do I get the three for one special? Do I have three people working on everything? Yeah, you know, while everybody's working, he's like, you know, hey, look, uh, Crow T. It's always it's man. always interesting because I know bands suffer from that too, where a band will blow up for ten years and they then you know they're doing yes. coke off hookers and stuff like that, and then then they're out of a gig and then they're working at McDonald's and you're like, weren't you poison or yeah, whatever? I was, like, yeah, was going to say hair band. <laughs> yeah, weren't you like poison opening up for Metallica last month and they're like, you yeah, know, well, I'm a smackhead. You, so you, I, you, you know, know, even hair bands are coming back now in a way, but they have to be some of the most bitter of all time because, man, every time I watch like an interview with one of those people, oh, yeah, those grunge guys came along and kicked our butts, you know, total bitter. Well, what happened was they, they can't, they were doing so much money, so incredibly. So much fun. That's what I'm saying. They didn't save anything because they were like... Oh, the you, managers are ripping them off, too. Yeah, you if know. you're selling out arenas every single day of your life, and you're just making a million a day or whatever, yeah. you 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 assume it's going to always be there. Because like, you're so popular. You, you don't ever think it could end because people still love Pink Floyd. People always sure, love Poison. Sure. Not so much. Not so much. Yeah. But anyway. Not so much. But they weren't in this movie. No, thankfully. We're tap dancing around the plot because there really because isn't one. Because it's a mess. It's, it's like, like everybody wants the Astro Zombies yeah, and everybody's ca- like colliding to get the Astro Zombies. It's what I like to call a movie casserole. It's made up of movie parts, but you really don't know what you're eating at every at any moment. You know, there's, there's just... 
Yeah, like I said, there's like a doctor who, who like a guy who recorded a, a yeah, meeting, yeah, yeah. and he's like a double yeah. agent, and then they shoot him, but that you know, and then they have a tape, and they're listening to a tape player about what to do, and then they go find the Carradine, and then she shoots him, of course, because she just shoots everyone. Where I'm talking about Boobzilla, Boobzilla, and uh, you know, you're just, and you're just kind of like, what the hell's going on here? And then finally, you see an astro zombie. Kills a, a like looks like a luchador, kind of. Yeah, kind of, yeah. And then, they, you know, the one guy, although the the most awesome shot ever is the ending one. Yes, it is. Yes, it with, is. Where he comes out, and this astro zombie with a luchador mask has this machete that would make machete wish he had that machete. Like, yeah. it's a sword, basically. It's, exactly, it's gigantic. Yeah. It's, it's... Now, I gave you the uh, version. I, I couldn't find my DVD, but apparently... Excuse me. There's a different version with uh, some either nudity or some mm. more gore or whatever. I'm sorry. If I ever find, it, I'll give it to you because I'm sure you're gonna watch it again. I possibly would. Okay. Depends on then which. If, if depends would, on which nudity how much is. Beer you had yeah. That night. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So um, yeah, it's a mess. Everybody's go. Everybody wants the Astro Zombies. Astro Zombies are going out of control, and uh, yeah. you know, and Doctor Evil there, John Carradine, <laughs> like you know, talking some like boy science garbage. Yeah, it's just mumbo jumbo. There's no. It's mumbo and jumbo. It's both words. And when you see him, you can really see David. Like, yeah, yeah, I, which yeah. I, I kind of, I don't admire, well, I admire David Carradine. I mean, not so much for the ending, but which, okay. But yeah. I like a lot of his stuff. I liked a lot of his kung fu stuff and his goofiness. Of course, Kill Bill. I love Kill Bill. And you kind of, and and so I have a little bit of admiration more than I should for John Carradine, which is his dad. Made four hundred movies, man. That's crazy. Can you imagine that? Just Half making them were crap, but that's that's even better. That I makes know. Me like him even more. I know. You're like whatever, dude. Just keep. Dude, these guys didn't didn't make that much money, so they had to work to. It's like it's like working at a job, you know. It's like hey, if I'm gonna make a movie for a couple of weeks and get a thousand dollars, hey, I'm in. You Who, know? Well, who's the new? Who's the Estevez that does that? Is it uh, Emilio Estevez? No, or Joe, no, Joe Estevez. Joe Estevez. Joe, okay. yeah, because he's in. He he's like that too, where he's made a thousand movies. Yeah. He's just in anyone that sends him a script and says, "Hey, will you do our movie?" He'd be like, "Sure, whatever." Yeah, why not? Just he, send me the money. He shows know, up. Good. I mean, he probably made more than Emilio and and uh. Charlie blew it up his nose, but I guess he's still uh, doing TV stuff. Well, he's in Machete that. Kills. He's the president. Oh, that's right. He's uh, and Carlos they actually, uh, Estevez. Yeah, man. Carlos Estevez, but um. Yeah. And it's. I kind of have an admiration for that. I mean, that's how I would like to be, you know, almost like Bruce Campbell. Guy, He's yeah. like, look, I'm not a great actor, but I'm an actor. Who gives a shit? Like, he, he'll he just shows up and does Sharknado, and you know, he, he's had a he has a couple that are really good. Uh, you know, yeah, of course, the Evil Dead movies, are Army really of good. Darkness, Evil yeah. Dead. I love those. Those are like my favorite movies. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, Bruce Campbell's good. I but like he's him. but he he even he knows admits, what he is. Yeah, he he knows his role. He's like, he knows I'm, his role. I'm not gonna go to any Juilliard acting lessons i'm just i'm just gonna show up be me and pay me and the reality is is, as actors even people like de niro and whatever as 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 they're aging now they're doing different kind of roles because they want to work you know there's no there's no godfathers every day for you to meet the fuckers oh god so so you do what you can you know and 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 you make a living i'm sure de niro's got tons of money but these guys like to work same with carrie i'm sure he had a few bucks but he liked to work you know and he's probably it's probably fun and apparently Carradine had like a, a photographic memory, so he would just read the script once and he knew exactly what Is to say. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, I read that about him one time. So he would just read his lines and do them and like... John no or problem. David? John. John. Dad. Uh, David did a lot of... 
Drugs. Yeah, I don't know about that. Drugs. Yeah, that, that's that, the word. Can you imagine that? John was in You know, they went from alky, father, drug, son, you know. I mean, can you imagine being able to just read through something and know it? I, I could never do that, man. Yeah, just read it once and just know it. And That'd be almost like, like psychosis. So you, you'd, your brain would be like, you know. I'd be like Lawnmower Man just trying to read every single thing in the world I could. I'd just be like, I know everything. Yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. You know, it's like your brain would be like, oh, yeah, that. I'll give you like an exact. I'll give you the, the, the Declaration of Independence. Hold on for a second. Here it is. You know, I never forgot. Done. It. And that's yeah, it. Yeah, well, yeah. That's the way John was. That's how he got so many roles. And he was always, you know. They, they knew that they could count on him. Yeah, and he was all, and he could always do Mister Sinister, Mister Funny yeah. Sinister, whatever. He didn't stray far from the, uh, you know. Now, of course, I'm not sure if this movie had, was he was already afflicted, but he also towards the end he had that bad arthritis in his fingers that oh. made his hand. You never saw him like the crooked hand fingers. He was pretty creepy. No, uh-uh. oh, yeah, he got it real bad, but he was a trooper, man. He's he got the blues the so end. bad. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> there's still some other Carradines around. Robert Carradine and Keith Carradine are still around. Uh, Keith, I've seen him in some stuff. But. Robert Carradine was a guy from Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So you'll notice we're not talking a whole hell of a lot about Astro Zombies. It's a mess. And it's, we just told you the plot. There is not much to say. Like, and that's... There's, I, like, I like there's scenes that I like like yeah. even though they make absolutely no sense like when none, the, the none. evil hunchback's got the girl on the on Oof. the on the on the slab there and you go what's he gonna do with her nothing nothing she's just there because she looks good and that's she about looks it real she good. looks real good yeah right she's like a knockout whoever that is I don't even know who it is it's just yeah. a- extra on table or whatever you know but then um. So what what about the second movie? You gave me a two movies. We're gonna just talk about the second one because there's nothing. Okay, the second much movie was horror of the sp- horror of the space monsters. Horror of Ho- the sp- no no it's not horror no, of the blood space, of the space bl- blood of the space. <laughs> oh my horror god. of the blood monsters. Oh my god, I can't. I'm uh, getting among. I'm getting space monsters and blood monsters and astro wow. zombies. So now what was the name confused. of this thing? Horror of the blood monsters. But it's also called. Oh god, it's it's one of those movies that's got six uh, different titles. Yeah, like Lost Planet of the Vampire Men or something like that. I actually saw it as something. I think it was called Lost Planet of the Vampire Men or something on USA back in the early days of cable. Nice. So something of the vampire. I rolled right into that and I watched it. I didn't watch the whole thing because I couldn't. I I just couldn't make it. Maybe I was just this overdosed with B B movieitis. What, what it, you you said you liked that one more. So what did you I, like? No, about the, it? the reason I liked the second movie uh-huh. is because I love the director Al Adamson. He made a lot of these cheesy movies. Again, a guy with no money, and he had just a but get he had it a, done. Just get it done. He had a producer Sam Sherman who was an exploitation master of the sixties. <laughs> they get they'll get. I think John Carradine's in the second movie oh, too. Oh yeah, yeah, because he was the remember the uh, part where they had the. Mission Control with a lot of curtain. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was a couple TVs and, like, some curtain. He was the head guy going, No! You launch when I say you launch! Man! And, you know, just... You know, like, yeah, okay. they, you know, they'd have to get Carradine because he's a name actor. And then everybody else was part of the Al Adamson group of, 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 of journeyman actors. Like, there's Robert Dix and Vicky Volante and a, a bunch of other movies. This is one of those movies that we were talking about before. Not, not, um, not Astro Zombies, because Astro Zombies was basically done straight through but uh blood uh, uh god my 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 brain is like <laughs> horror of the blood monsters <laughs> yeah, sorry for is, is one of the movies that cannibalizes other movies oh yeah yeah you can see it too it's like okay they they basically took the special a lot of the special effects or the subplot 
from a Filipino movie, and which was black and white, and just tinted the the scenes to make it look like it was a color movie. And then this was done uh, every once in a while back in the '60s and was stuff this like from that. From seventy, I think it's I think it Horror came out of the Blood. Yeah, see, monsters. Yeah, look and see the okay. alternate title. Yeah, this of is it. Al, Al Al Adamson. Al Adamson. Yeah, there's there should be like yeah, John uh, Carradine, Robert Dix, Vicky Volt. Volante, Volante, yeah. Sorry, uh, Jennifer Bishop, another one of my favorites from Al Adamson. Uh, uh, yeah, right there. Isn't that the alternate titles right okay, there? Okay, wait. In the near future, of intergalactic vampire plague threatens Earth, and exploding an expedition is sent to a distant galaxy in hopes of discovering the the plague's source. Landing on a mysterious planet, they discover that spectrum radiation has turned the atmosphere into one color tint. Yeah, right. Exploring <laughs> further. Okay, wait. Here we go. Um, also known as Blood Creatures from the Prehistoric Planet. Hold on, it says click for more. Yeah, we get more. Holy hell. Yeah, there okay. you go. <laughs> blood of the... Bro- blood, far horror of the, the Blood, blood monsters. monsters. Monstrous Ham... That's the Italian Brinos, version yeah. of it. Okay, Mexican... U.S. working title. Blood Creatures from the Prehistoric Planet. USA Alternative Planet. Creatures from the Prehistoric Planet. USA uh, Alternative Another Title. One. Creatures of the Red Planet. Uh, working title. Flesh Creatures of the Red Planet. <laughs> USA working title, Horror Creatures of the Prehistoric Planet. Uh, U.S. reissue title, Space Mission to the Lost Planet. USA TV title, video title, Vampire Men of the Lost that's Planet. That's it. That's it. That's how oh I saw it. Oh, my God. Get your shit together. Well, well, what it is is this movie was re-released like 80 times, and they would change the title so you'd be thinking you're seeing another movie. Oh, they did that because kung fu movies do that all the time. Yes, yes. Oh, they learned. They're very good. Independent International was a company that Al Adamson and Sam Sherman ran, and they would make a new movie, but then they would just repackage an yeah, old yeah, movie whatever. and change the title and then just give you, oh, okay. Double yeah. feature it. Who cares? There, there's a, there's another one like that, Blood of Ghastly Horror. Taken, it was three different movies that made Blood of Ghastly Horror. It started off as Psycho Go-Go. I forgot what the middle one was, but then it, a man with the electronic brain, and then it ended up the final, I think, release of it, which I have on video, was Blood of Ghastly Horror, and it's a glorious mess. See, now, when I, when you're, when I was reading those titles... I have some. I have like that three times in there in my co- closet I'm of sure of shame. Like I have a closet just filled with DVDs, and it's more than half of it's all B movie. I guarantee it's in there at least three times. Yeah, it's on one of those chilling classics yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Probably. Oh yeah, yeah. Where there's three of them for a buck ninety nine. Now, you know? now I, I gotta say that uh, Sam Sherman does guard these movies a little stronger than the other one. He had some of these movies were on YouTube and he him or his people or whatever go out of their way to yank them out of. It. So he protects these movies cuz this huh? is what he lives off. I mean, you know, these these things are these movies that okay. I don't fault him for that. No, I hell are, no. It's his movie you If it's public it. domain, you're lost. It's not. If it's not, hey, then it's owned I mean, by the, someone. These are movies that came out. These are movies that came out in the movie theaters, got re-released 80 times, yeah. then came out on video, then came out on DVD. Then came out on Blue cheaper Ray, DVD. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they made it to Blu-ray, but he sure as hell is not going to let uh, YouTube have it. So he goes yeah. and he protects his stuff, and I don't blame him. Now, what was, what was that the knockout from the last movie? Uh, you know her name. Um, from Which, Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Tura Satana? Yeah, Tura Satana. Um, she actually... I did not know this. I was reading researching about this this movie for the show. She owns her likeness. So every she, time she's passed away, by the no, way. No, no, yes, but every time they re-released Faster Pussycat Kill Kill, he had to repay her. Wow, that's a good 
she was the only one that like she rang them up. Like she had so much money off of those. Every time they repackaged it, every time they redid it, they had to go back and renegotiate the contract and give her more money. And because of she owned her likeness, even like the same way where like oh whatever Hulk Hogan, you can't nobody can look like him in a video game without him getting paid. You know, but you can make a parody of him. Yeah, I don't think that even flies. Really? Yeah, because the likeness is I thought owned, parody you know. was, like, across the board. You can make fun No, of there's no such thing. Because if you look like... I'm, look, I'm parodying Frankenstein. They'd be like, no, that's Frankenstein. Give me the money, you know. Mm, I don't know To about some that. degree. But, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not a lawyer. Anyway, you anyway, could be right. do, anyway, it doesn't matter. Write in if you know better than yeah. we do. So, um, so, yeah, so she... Every time... So she was making money every time they re-released because... Well, the thing about those movies is... Is like the Russ Meyer movies. Yeah, they were not re-released to, to video until no. like the late '80s. He was holding on to those movies and those for a movies, long time. That created the buzz. He owns. He owns those. Owned those movies. They that were, created the buzz. That's cr- that's yeah. what created the buzz. If yeah. I when I got bootleg copies, which I did of all his stuff, yeah. that was like finding a gold bar. Because like the the VHS tapes were going for ninety five bucks or one hundred and ten bucks because no one had them. Yeah. They sold 20 copies the day it came out, and that was it. So the people that had those 20 copies, like, just were selling them for massive amounts of money. Yeah, you know, the only the only way I got copies of them was it was funny. This guy that used to I used to run a store, and then when he'd come in, he goes, "Hey, the Russ Myers just came out." I go, "Really? Where'd you find them?" He goes, "They were in the porno section of this Bob Rich store or whatever." And he goes, "I go, well, go rent them." And he did, and he made copies of them. And those were the copies that I had for a lot of years. That's you know? all you could get. You know, That's that, all you then get finally they got released. It. Yeah. So no. he was saying, no, 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 you can't have it, you can't have it. Now, the one he didn't own was Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, and that, that got released by 20th Century Fox. Right. But that was an amazing, amazing story, because a lot of times, more of the buzz, I think Robot Jocks was like that as well, uh. where it was more popular because you couldn't get it when DVDs hit. Yeah. There was some hang-up. I mean, it's out now, of course, but there was some hang-up that, like, limited production, that they were like, we can't make this into a DVD. Someone's died, or someone isn't in the country anymore, or something's happening. Well, the well, the one TV show that's that, I think it's going to come out next year that hasn't gotten released because of a problem between the two studios that are involved is the Batman TV show that has never been released on Whoa. on DVD. Is that true? N- yeah, it's a hundred percent true because Warner's. And 20th Century Fox could never come to terms. Oh. So finally, it's coming out, and that's going to be like you know a big, a big freaking seller because it's a, it's a hundred, it's almost 200 episodes because Batman back then was on twice a week. Oh my God, is that true? Oh yeah, there's a ton of episodes. It, I wonder if it's going to be a box set where you just. It's got to be a box set. And it you know what? The problem is it'll be overcharged. Like, of course, it I would be. buy it, but Blu-ray. but then I'm going to be like, I don't know, and then I'll watch a couple of them. I'll be like. And I remember this better than it was. Like it's total I love, cheese. I love it's total them. camp. Uh, and, total cheese and camp. But, but yeah, when I watch it, I'll be like, I shouldn't have paid one hundred ninety dollars for this. You know. Well, you know, you know, l- l- lately I've been going on like e- uh, not eBay, Amazon, mm-hmm. and I'm finding a lot of I'm finding movies that I couldn't like. I go, oh, I can't find this movie. Oh, I only have it on VHS. And about three or four movies this month, I f- I go to um, Amazon. And I'm finding like either like new or used DVDs that somebody says, oh, this is really great shape for like three dollars and a dollar oh. or whatever. So I've been scarfing them up. I mean, yeah, they're gonna kit you for three ninety nine posted, but it ends up costing you five bucks. See, that's what happened like, with Kung Fu Mama. I wanted did to. Did you fu- get that? No, no, I didn't buy it. I have to remember to. I want to order it. I want to buy it. I, that's one that I really need to get. I want to yeah. watch it, even for our show. Like yeah. you know, buy, I'll buy it and then we'll. I'll let you borrow it and we'll watch it and that'll be the end of it. You know, um, it's just one of those things where it's. 
the world's much more open now. You know, like there's you can find any almost anything, and you can get almost anything. It's just one of those things where rarity sometimes adds to the cult status of stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but anyway, getting back to the Astro yeah. Zombies. <laughs> yeah, which we totally forgot or the, just the, moved away the, from. The interesting thing about the director is Ted Michaels. He made a lot of these movies. He made You, you mentioned before Girl in the Gold Boots. Yeah. And he made The Cremators. Cause, yeah, because a lot of the people are the same people that came over. Yeah. That well, guy. Well, you know what yeah. his deal was? He had this castle in the desert, and it was in the desert of Nevada or someplace like that. But he was like some swinger dude. He had this castle, and his castle always had to have seven women with him. And the seven women actually worked on all the movies and did whatever. And he was like a swinger dude. And it's like, you so, know, he made all these movies and all these... Because he, he, he was interviewed in an uh, incredibly strange film show. And he loves, you know, he loves women. So he thought women are great, and he's going to put them in the movies, and he's going to make these movies with them. And they did all sorts of movies. But then by the time that, you know, the movie started losing interest in the eighties or whatever he sold the castle but he's still around and he still makes like video pr- remakes of some of these movies or sequels i yeah. should say but i wonder if he has it's like a really interesting character what does man. is the astro zombies the one that has like four different like it's up to like the fourth one yeah there's like mark of the, the yeah, yeah yeah, yeah and you're and like, he does them straight what? to video m, too. he calls them m1 m1 yeah, m4 m4 yeah. and you're like and they're, they're worse than this this is at least on film so it looks like a movie those are like videos but if you love this crap man go support ted michael so do you think yeah. he wrote that into the contracts like all the people that stuck around were like going to a swinger pad and just banging all the chicks and like just being like debauchery. You know Hollywood, dude. Like yeah. a half, like a half style. He was, castle. A, he was his own little half, you know. It was weird because that castle's in in a couple of B movies. I think it's in one called Blood of Dracula's Castle, and it was in the desert. All you see is like sand around, and there's a little castle there, and that was a. Uh, that was his like pad, man. That was his swinging bachelor. Well, pad, it was like you know? Doris Wishman's castle in Nudes on the Moon. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was in Coral Castle in Miami. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was out of control. But, Doris but, Wishman was out of control. And and in the second movie, Al Adamson, director, he's the one that he they actually made a uh, true Hollywood story. He's the he's the guy that got killed, and then nobody could find him. And they, when they actually. Um, uh, you know, started looking in his in his in his area. They found out that he had been killed and buried under like a jacuzzi that a uh, guy had be, had made for him. Like the, he hired a guy to make a jacuzzi, and something happened, and the guy killed him, and they buried him under the jacuzzi. Took the money and split. And the dude that killed him, they found him in Clearwater. Nice. When was that? This was like about 15 years ago. Yeah, but Al what? could have still been making more movies. Damn it. You know, I don't know what the. What the problem oh, was? I gotta look that up. That's interesting. It's, it's on. A, it's on. I bet you it's on YouTube. It was one of those e Hollywood stories, and I'm like, oh my god. I, can't I wonder if he owned this that. house, like the studio that houses. Uh, no. that'd, be, that'd be cool. No, no, Al, no. Al, Al was in is an L.A. guy. <laughs> he was always in L.A. The guy who, you know, the jerk. No, I meant the guy that killed him. I meant maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. He was living in Clearwater, so I guess you know, I don't know, but yeah, that, that it's. The, the the lives of the directors and the actors of some of these movies are just as weird as the movie. Oh themselves. yeah, that guy that did Teenagers from Outer Space went nuts and was yeah. he was on the corners of L.A. saying he was Jesus. Oh, and and and, and you also, know like like crazy, like absolutely lost his mind. You're like, okay, that's and and also on in 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 on um I think in Horror of the Blood Monsters, the guy who does the intro and being the voice is Brother Theodore from uh you know that crazy wacky guy that used to be on Letterman all the time oh, or whatever. No. Oh yeah. Brother Theodore was part of the uh was part of the inter- independent international was the company. Yep. Uh, yeah, cuz they just uh, ran with it. Group of greatness. All right. Uh, well, that's going to be our show for the day. Uh, 
Astro Zombies, I don't know. A I'm five, gonna, I'm take gonna, it or leave yeah, it. I'm going to say a six on the Astro Zombies. I would say watch it. Only, you're not going to, like, love it. Well, you might love it. I shouldn't say that. I can't say anything for anyone. I didn't, like, love it, but I'm glad I watched it only because of how deeply rooted in pop culture yeah, and American yeah, culture right. it is. It's almost like saying, well, don't go see Faster P- Pussycat Kill Kill. Yeah, why not? Well, you should, because that's like part just of Americana, Americana yeah, B movie. No, not, not only that, but I'm sure you were digging on for Astro Zombies the surf music that was yeah, on at the beginning. Very yeah, very cool. It's of its you time. Know. Yeah, it's 1968. I dug whatever. it. You know, I I have half, half expected an Ed Roth dragster to come through or something like that, just because that's what happened back then. You know, it was yeah, all right. Yeah. So that one's yes. For me, I didn't really like the one that well, was we rebranded. Didn't, I, we, didn't, we didn't really yeah. watch it. I mean, we just talked about it because it was on the DVD that I put. You know, maybe at another time we'll watch it. And, and I suffered from B-movie burnout. So you, t- you suffer from B-movie that, burnout. That's what happened. I, I think by the by 10 minutes and I was like, I'm done with this. We'll, we'll, <laughs> you know? we'll watch it another time and give it the give it the, the dignity that it deserves. Okay. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not going to rush to judgment. Cause, don't, you know. don't do it. But a movie that has it's 25 incom- different incom- titles, I don't know. It's an incomplete on that one. We, <laughs> okay. have, we haven't formed, you know, <laughs> to, be to be continued. It's a part two, to be continued. Yeah, next next movie's not going to be... No, uh, next no. movie is, we already have it set in place, and it's... Uh, but I think, I think one of the actors from Horror of the Blood Monsters is going to be in our next movie, I think. It's I'll all one big... Happy it's family. all one big casserole of, of madness. B-movie... Madness. That's B-movie all. madness. All right. Well, that's it for this week. We'll see you next week. I'm Mal with me, as always. Dr. Morbius. Guiding with... He's the one with the flashlight guiding our like, way through, through the darkness. darkness of B-movie uh, hell. Or heaven. Heaven. We'll say heaven. Heaven. Just, just we'll say a B-movie forest. Yes. All right. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>